everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Dr. Wright Breaks It Down For You. My name is Jessica, and I'm here with my dad, Dr. Wright. Hey, Dad. Hi, Jessica. So this week's podcast is on the nuclear disaster that is currently unfolding in Japan. It's incredibly serious, but I have no idea what's going on because I don't understand why there's such a crisis and then people are being told to take iodine and to close their windows and turn off their air conditioning. So the whole thing is just really confusing. I don't really understand even how a nuclear power plant works. So Dad, if you could, golly, if you could just discuss briefly how the nuclear power plant works, what went wrong, if you could just try to explain that a little bit. You know, to tell you the truth, I can't. And right now, reading all these things and knowing what I know about being a chemist, nobody really understands what's going on. Let me see if I can tell you what I know. This is a horrible, horrible situation. The way that the Japanese have handled themselves has been remarkable. The heroes that are there trying to defuse this terrible situation have been just incredible. To start with, in a nuclear power plant, you have a heat source, and that heat source is made to heat up water that turns a turbine that makes electricity. Like any. So is it like a steam? Exactly. Like steam it heat? Is, the water is turned into steam. The steam goes through a, a spinning generator. The generator pushes electrons, and you get a little electric current. It's a simple little procedure. Right. Now, this is really important. All this nuclear material, which is very dangerous, is held in a containment unit. Now, the containment unit is super strong. It's typically spherical, like an egg. It's made of steel and concrete. It's made to take almost anything. And this big containment unit holds the nuclear material. Clean water goes on the outside, gets heated up, and turns a turbine. Well, when this earthquake hit, it broke all the pipes. It destroyed everything around it. And so now this containment unit, this egg, is sitting all by itself, as hot as hell. They have got to somehow cool it down and calm it down. But it is so hot as they pour water on it, heat's actually ripping the water molecules apart. It's so cold. it's not just evaporating the water? Oh, no. When water evaporates, you're right, it turns into little water particles. But this is so hot, it's actually taking the water and cracking it into hydrogen and oxygen. Wow. And then this hydrogen got trapped inside the building, and then the hydrogen exploded. So oh. the first building exploded because of hydrogen gas. Where did the hydrogen gas come from? The water. Water doesn't have hydrogen gas. No, but it cracked the water into hydrogen and oxygen. Oh. Then the second building blew up because it was so hot. The thing is, and this is the dangerous part, is as long as those containment units are stable and intact, we're fine. And really it's a testimony to the engineers that after all the earthquakes and the tsunami and the hydrogen explosions, these have not cracked yet. Well, unfortunately, they're starting to see and to sense and to record a little bit of radioactive material seeping through. And that might imply that there's a crack in the containment unit. When the radioactive material goes into the air, it's very, very dangerous because it can cause cancer and all kinds of different problems. What do we do if it does get into the air? What well, steps can people take? Okay. Typically, the radioactive material is very heavy, and typically it falls to the ground, and it's really not that difficult to clean up. And this is a horrible situation, so I'm not trying to trivialize it. Now, the nuclear fallout will either be cesium or it's going to be an iodine. Now, we don't use cesium in our bodies, so we just have to keep it off us. The problem with the iodine is our body uses iodine, kind of like oxygen. And so if there's iodine around, radioactive iodine, and we breathe it or we drink it in our water or we eat it in our foods, it can be incorporated into our cells, into our proteins. And next thing you know, we can get cancers from the fact that we have radioactive iodine in our body. So what they say you should do is you eat iodine tablets, 
your body needs iodine, but if you give it a lot of iodine, it won't want any more. So you're eating good iodine, and all the bad iodine just gets peed off, and you're okay. They did experiments in different countries where children and pregnant women had a much, much, much lower incidence of any cancer because they took the iodine tablets. Huh. So that's the thing that you would want to do. You mentioned staying indoors. Now, see, that really bothered me because some people have said they should evacuate. Other people have said they should stay indoors. They didn't feel secure in going in and getting them and coming out. They said, you know, for the next three or four days, just stay where you are. Close your windows, block all your vents, don't turn any air conditioning on, and just sit tight until we can get control of the situation. So this is kind of what I understand of what's going on right now. Wow. Wow. It's a horrible thing. And, yeah. You know, the Japanese people have shown such discipline and such courage. These engineers, I know my father was a great engineer, and they are doing everything they can. Everything. And they're in our prayers, and uh, that's all we can do. Right. Well, thanks so much, Dad, for chatting with us. Let's hope the situation stabilizes itself, and we will chat with you all next week. Thanks so much, Dad.